It's perfectly ridiculous to go about whimpering and drawing long faces because the scientists have added one more chance of painful and premature death to a world which already bristled with such chances and in which death itself was not a chance at all. Welcome to the Search in Your City podcast. My name is Blaine Larson and I'll be your host. Broadcasting today from my office in Fort Worth, Texas at my house. Uh, Like many of you, I am holed up with my family. And uh, this is creating some, some new challenges for us. This virus that's affecting our country and the entire world, this is historic. Um, it is, uh, it's a big deal and it's affecting all of us. And in this moment, Search as an organization has decided to cancel all of our face-to-face meetings and our small groups, our forums, our larger discussions uh, out of an abundance of caution. And so we're doing things a lot different and we're, we're reacting on the fly and trying to uh, use this opportunity to, uh, to have conversations and connect and create community in ways that we haven't before. And that's what this podcast is all about. It is about uh, staying connected with one another and talking and, and having some encouraging conversations in the midst of what is a scary, scary situation that we're in. And so what I'm going to be doing, and I, we don't know how often these are going to come out yet. Um, we don't know, don't know a lot, but the, but the idea of this podcast is that I'm going to be interviewing various staff from around the country who are on our staff with search. We're going to get a feel for what's going on, how the virus is affecting uh, their cities and them personally, and then we're going to talk about some encouraging words uh, on each podcast that the Scripture offers to us in in these moments. And so I sure hope you enjoy it. And uh, if you hear some background noise, that's probably my kids or my dog or whatever. So um, I am really excited for our first guest on the Search in Your City podcast, Bill Craftson. And Bill is with uh, Search here in Fort Worth, Texas, right around the corner from me. And Bill has been with us uh, since our founding in 1977. So, Bill, I just want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to join me on the podcast. You are most welcome. Happy to be here. Well, you've had an interesting experience, and so I just want to start there and ask you, uh, how is the coronavirus affecting Fort Worth and affecting you personally? About a month ago, a very dear friend of mine made me an offer I couldn't refuse, and that is to uh, go skiing in Colorado and stay in his place for two days. And, of course, this is before things really began to develop high speed with the coronavirus. And things were still looking pretty good. We left on uh, Thursday. We skied Friday and Saturday and came back Sunday. And when we got back, even though we were uber careful with washing hands and where we were and staying away from crowds, found out that the county in which we skied, uh, was registering a high number of people infected with the uh, coronavirus. So when we found that out uh, Sunday evening, I just decided that I needed to self-quarantine for 
for you know the prescribed two weeks and so just kind of a personal adjustment i feel great but i understand we've got to be careful and it's been interesting uh, figuring out how to, how to carry on what i love doing uh, uh, remotely uh, over the phone or zoom calls and so uh been an adjustment but actually uh, a very positive one well i mean that's this is a big adjustment for for all of us and i know for you it's particularly hard cuz you just love to meet with people and now as an organization we've said we're going to take at least a couple of weeks and not do that and so we've transitioned to virtual meetings uh zoom calls and so forth and um i'm just really curious and i think our audience will be curious to know has as this uh virus and everything that's going on in our country uh, has it provided any kind of um interesting conversations over the last couple of days and anything that you might uh, want to share with everyone? Yeah, I'll share a couple of them that uh, took place today. From 11.30 to 12.30 on Wednesdays, I meet with a group of guys, a small group of about five of us, and we have been uh, trying to address some of the big questions about how to connect with God, how to have a relationship with God, some of those basic things. And we've got our regular meeting place, but I sent around a Zoom invitation. And so this was our first time to meet uh, in uh, in virtual space. And surprisingly, I think it may have been out of the um, maybe eight or 10 sessions we've had so far, it might have been our best one. And one of the guys who was part of it had already uh, gone to another part of the country and uh, wouldn't have been able to be with us if, if we had been in person. So we had a good turnout, a, a terrific discussion. And it was interesting, at the end, the, the, the gentleman who's kind of put this thing together made the comment that since so many of their activities have been cur- curtailed, uh, can't play basketball, um, a lot of other activities that aren't available, they have more time. And so he said to the rest of the group, what about seeing if we can find another time this week? So we've actually, uh, uh, instead of this uh, being a blockade, it it looks like it's carving out more time for everybody to continue to explore and and take some next steps uh, thanks to technology. So that was one situation that, that took place. And and then I had a, a phone conversation with a gentleman who uh, has a daughter who is compromised health-wise and was not comfortable getting together face-to-face either uh, or in person. And we just had a phone call. And the purpose of the call was to find out how he felt about an open forum discussion group that he had attended back in March. We had four sessions at a country club and uh, lunch over lunch, and we had about 95 people attending that. And so, in a group that large, uh, know people and their views very well. And so, I was delighted to be able to have this individual conversation with this gentleman. And uh, when I asked him how he felt in general about the discussions, and by the way, for any of our listeners who aren't familiar, an open forum is a discussion where we just throw it open to uh, 
questions like, how do you know there's a God? And if there is a loving God, why does he let bad things happen to good people? And is there life after death? Uh, or is that just a psychological crutch? And if there is some kind of afterlife, uh, what does it take to, to get there? And so on and so forth. So at any rate, we had four really good discussions with a pretty good sized crowd. And I just asked him for his general impression. And uh, I loved the brief comment that he made. He said, well, I'll just tell you, I was always disappointed when the alarm went off because we set, a, set an alarm to make sure that we quit in precisely an hour. Uh, so that was uh, great feedback and encouragement that there's a lot of interest in talking and thinking through some of these some of these big questions. It's very encouraging. I mean, it's a, it's a whole new reality, at least for the short term for for everyone, not just uh, those of us with search for the whole country. I'm real curious, Bill, is there any, was there any kind of question or just comment that you've heard in the last couple of days that keeps being repeated or that uh, you can see a common, a common theme uh, from the people you interact with? I, I think there is a general apprehensiveness. I haven't talked to many people who seem panicked about it. Um, although, that has something to do with what, what kind of uh, shape people are in health-wise, what their age is, and that kind of thing. Uh, but obviously, it's changed the landscape for everybody in terms of avoiding uh, social gatherings and, and everybody kind of hunkering down and adjusting to a new normal for a while. So I think it creates uh, a little bit of awareness, maybe a mild level of fear. And uh, so that's something that everybody's got to address at this point. Yeah, and so one of the things that we want to do regularly on this podcast is is really look to uh, the Scripture for some encouragement. I think you can find fear and panic and discouragement uh, pretty easily right now and 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 yet um, we know that there are some reasons for hope and to be encouraged. And I think these are the times where where these big questions that we get to discuss, is there a God, does he care about us? If so, how do we know it? And what difference does it make? Uh, those questions are, are, are always relevant, but they're incredibly relevant right now. And so um, to our audience, I'd just say, you know, if you... If, if you already think the Bible is uh, trustworthy and um, and believe it, fantastic. Uh, if you don't, uh, that's also good. And we just encourage you uh, to listen and consider maybe uh, as we talk through um, just various things that it teaches over uh, the coming days and, and weeks that, uh, you know, it'd just be something to consider as you're, as you're thinking through what's going on in the world. And so, Bill, I know you've got just a thought that you would like to share that comes from uh, one of Paul's letters, right? Yes. Um, but before I get into that, let me just say one of the things I recommended to the gentleman that I had just in, where we had uh, the phone conversation was that there's a podcast that he could listen to that addresses some of the questions that that he had that uh, were featured in our discussions and it's called The Search for Meaning. And one of the dialogues there happens to be on that question 
that you just uh, reference, Blaine, uh, is the Bible something that we can trust from a historical standpoint? Um, is it really from God? And uh, that's in that uh, simple podcast called The Meaning. So uh, having said that, uh, one of my favorite passages that deals with the kind of uh, unrest, anxiety, worry, uh, and even fear that we face with concerns about uh, getting this virus. Uh, and by the way, it's not only a fear of uh, from a health standpoint, but what are the economic, uh, what, what's the fallout uh, economically uh, with our jobs and with our economy? So there's there's plenty of stuff to uh, to be worried about. And before I share my uh, one of my favorite all-time passages from Philippians chapter four, um, I came across recently a quote from C.S. Lewis, where he addressed uh, he wasn't addressing the coronavirus, uh, but he was addressing the uh, fear of the atomic bomb. And if uh, any of our listeners are old enough, there was that threat was uh, a very real threat. And he just said, it's, uh, here's a quote, he said, it's perfectly ridiculous to go about whimpering and drawing long faces because the scientists have added one more chance of painful and premature death to a world which already bristled with such chances and in which death itself was not a chance at all, but a certainty. Now, if the Bible is uh, true, which uh, I'm convinced it is, we're offered a certainty of a different kind and that is uh, eternal life. And so that's our ultimate hope. But in the meanwhile, how do we deal with the worries that we have? Philippians chapter 4 says in verse 6, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And then a little bit later on, he says, uh, he talks about the fact that he has learned the secret of contentment regardless of his circumstances. And you have to keep in mind that when Paul wrote this letter to the Christians in the city of Philippi, he was in jail, unfairly imprisoned. And yet some of this, uh, uh, some people think of this particular letter, Philippians, as being Paul's letter that that most expresses of all his letters a deep sense of contentment and joy that is not dependent on our circumstances. So this is a verse that that brings me when I'm faced with fear or worry or anxiety, and uh, the same is true for uh, many, many people, a verse that brings tremendous comfort and reminder what we're supposed to do with our, our fears. Um, not get all up in a knot and worry, but uh, turn to God in prayer. The God who, according to what Jesus said, knows even every time a sparrow falls and that we're far more important to him than, of course, a mere sparrow. So we have this invitation to come to God with whatever our fears are and the promise that if we do, he'll give us peace. Yeah, it's a powerful passage, especially set in the context where Paul is writing it, as you described. And, you know, Bill, uh, I just, I'd ask you to, as we end this podcast, if, if you got, if there's somebody uh, listening to this podcast who's really wrestling um, with what they believe and what they think, and they've heard about this Jesus guy, and 
and uh, some of these promises that he's made. Um, how would somebody begin a relationship with God if, if they want to know about that today? How do they do it? Well, to me, this is the central theme of the of the Bible that there is a God who loves us and wants the best for us, wants us to have peace with him in this life and in the next. But the Bible also makes it clear that God has a perfect standard of justice and he's not going to sweep sin and evil under the carpet. And when we face the truth about ourselves, of course, we one of the things that's pretty much universally recognized is that there is a standard for how we should live our lives and that none of us do measure up. In fact, if we think about it honestly, we don't even come close. But the the beauty of God's solution is that he said, uh, basically, I love you so much that while I can't sweep sin under the carpet, I'm going to come to earth. And that's why Jesus, God the Son, came to this earth was to provide a payment and a sacrifice for us. And so he suffered this horrific death. This is the central message of the Bible because of his love, took the punishment that we deserved and turns around and offers us a gift and an absolute promise. If we accept that gift and put our trust in what Christ did for us, that we'll be with him in heaven forever. And that's why there's a verse in the New Testament that talks about uh, as we think about fellow believers in Christ who have died, that while we grieve, we don't grieve as those who have no hope because we're promised eternity in, in heaven because of God's grace provided through Christ's sacrifice for us. And so that's the ultimate hope. And then meanwhile, we come back to the passage we just talked about where, okay, between here and heaven, what do we do with the uh, worries that we've been given? And that is uh, we, we bring them to, to God in prayer. But the, the thing that should be, I think, appropriately the ultimate worry is how, how do I know that I have a relationship with God and what's going to happen when I pass from this life to the next? And that's why this message I just described is identified as the good news in the New Testament. We're offered peace with God as a gift that we can earn and don't deserve. Well, Bill, I want to thank you for sharing that with us. And I want to thank everyone for listening to the Search in Your City podcast. Until next time, thanks for listening.